The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The following program contains important but graphic material. These topics are designed to foster discussion but may be objectionable to some. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. This program is a training program on human trafficking, sextortion, social media exploitation, and child pornography based on actual cases. Our mission is to eradicate human exploitation and bring predators to justice. Now, here is the host of the program, Opal Singleton. Well, hello and welcome to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. By the way, I noticed this week that the Pope said the same thing that we've been calling it for a long time, and that is that trafficking, especially, is a crime against humanity. You know, it's an interesting place that we find ourselves in this day and age. It seems like there are many things around the world that are upsetting, and we don't know quite what to do about it, and so we absorb it and we move on, which is a healthy thing to do, by the way. But when we see exploitation, we really should do something about it. This week, we are going to talk about one hot topic, and that is immigration. And certainly, that's a big issue in the U.S. election. This show does go on to over 170 countries, and so... I'm hoping that we can get feedback from all around the world. But if you're in the U.S., you can call in and share your thoughts on this subject. The call-in number is 1-866-472-5788. Now, this show is being brought to you by MillionKids.org. That's M-I-L-L-I-O-N, Million Kids, because more than a million kids are trafficked each year throughout the world. So we'd encourage you to follow us on Million Kids, especially on the Facebook page. Just go to Facebook, log in, and put in Million Kids, and you can do that from anywhere from around the world. We also have a website called ExploitedCrimes.com, and in this, what happens is we archive these shows. If you go to exploitedcrimes.com and you log on, especially under the, um, the training part of the previous shows that are on there, you will see all the previous archive shows. They are by uh, segment and by episode. So that, and by the way, you can archive all those shows if you want to in your church or synagogue or ward around the world and be able to post them so that all the members of your community can get free human trafficking uh, education and how to stop it, how to recognize it and like that. So today I, I really want to talk about immigration trafficking. It's something that we really don't talk about enough, but it is a huge, huge issue. And not just in the U.S., how arrogant of us to think only we have human trafficking based on immigration. Take a look at what's happening out of Syria and Jordan and Greece and Turkey. In fact, a couple of weeks ago, we, in fact, it's on our archive show, Dr. Skip Lamfrey uh, came on and he had just visited the camps there and witnessed all that is going on. Now, in those cases, those people that are involved in that, most of them were forced out of their homes because their entire country is being upset. Families are being separated, and they're being dispersed around. And the people that are in Turkey, as Dr. Lanford pointed out, are trapped in those camps because they've changed all the laws. They can't go home. They've lost their home, and they can't go forward because of various countries have reached their quota. Now, in the U.S., it's a big issue. All you have to do is watch either Fox or CNN News, and you see every night it's an argument about the wall and whether or not America should build a wall and who's going to pay for the wall and what about the people that are coming in and what about the people that are here. 
Well, I'm not going to get into the politics of all this, okay? Because my mission is really to talk about how these people are being exploited. But I will tell you that the migration issue, the immigration issue, is an absolute, well, it's a driving force. I don't know any other way to put it. It, it is a driving force of what is happening in human exploitation. I want to talk about some misconceptions and maybe some prejudice involved in this as I get into some of these cases. From an American's point of view, if you're born and raised here, you know, you kind of go, wait a minute, you're, you're coming into my space. And we just assume that if you're here, you're here because you wanted to be here. Most of us never give the thought to how you got here, why you got here, the price you paid to be here, and the price you may be paying to stay here. Most of us look at it and go, well, it doesn't have anything to do with me, so we move on because we don't understand it, and we really don't want to get involved in it. Sometimes some people actually have kind of a prejudice that, you know, if you get, if something bad happens to you when you get here, well, you deserve it. You broke the law to get here. That's kind of sad because, quite frankly, no human being ought to be exploited, and especially by other human beings. And, quite frankly, many of us are afraid as we look out to people that are different from us. We don't know the background. We don't know if they're a good guy or a bad guy. And so we often fear, feel freer, fear, excuse me, I can't say that this morning. We'll often feel fear because we don't know. We don't know what's going on. Are they a member of a gang? Are they a member of a cartel? Are they here to do us harm? Or are they just simply a victim that other people are preying on? And there's kind of some myths about this, too. Uh, it's interesting, as I look at these cases, none of these people ever believed they're going to be exploited before they left home. I honestly believe that. Now, maybe some of them do, but I understand that 70% of the people who come up here on what they call the beast, which is the train that goes through Mexico, I understand that many of those people... 70% of the women, it is reported, are raped along the way. But somehow, you know, the dream, the fantasy of the good that's going to come out of this will overcome them. I think they, most of them will believe, you know, money's easy in the United States. I'll just simply get a job. Or some, in many cases, they believe they have a job waiting for them or that they're about to go to school. Some of them think that they're coming up here and they're going to stay with relatives and the relatives are going to take care of them. I believe there's such a thing as a fantasy that happens with a recruiter. In fact, let me, uh, let me share with you a, a kind of an imaginary case, if you would. Let's suppose that you're a girl in uh, Ho Chi Minh City, in a village outside of Ho Chi Minh City in Vietnam. Let's say you're going to school, you've just graduated, you're a 4.0 student. You're doing really, really good. And a recruiter comes to town, looks absolutely legitimate. Everybody gets excited. And he's talking to your parents and saying, hey, you're a 4.0 student, you ought to go to school in America. Hey, I can get your daughter a student visa. I'll get her transportation, we'll bring her to America legally. I'll get her, but she can enroll it. University of California, Riverside. We'll pick one. And, uh, and by the way, we'll take care of her. Everything is legitimate. Think about that family. Oh, my gosh, my daughter gets an opportunity that nobody else gets. I knew she was a star. I knew she was good. And the whole family, the whole community runs around, and they raise the money to put this girl on a plane. And sure enough, she comes into LAX, and she's legitimate. She's got a student visa. And everything is good. This gentleman is waiting for her. He's got a sign with her name on it. She comes in. She gets in the van with him. And he says, you're in America. I need to hold your passport. She doesn't know. She's never been outside of her little village. And so what she does, she hands the passport. And what will happen is that guy will drive her right by UCR, University of California, Riverside, off to a massage parlor. And the next thing you know, this girl is trapped in a massage parlor. She's never going to see school, ever. 
there are two women waiting there for her, and they start to tell her that she is about to become a prostitute, that she is going to provide sex services to 8 to 10 to 15 men a day, or she's not going to eat. They begin to beat her. They take everything from her. Think about this poor girl. She's humiliated. She's ashamed. She's scared. You know, she's afraid to tell the people back home because they raised all this money. They're threatening to kill her family back home. That is a common M.O. for a predator when they deal with a migrant. They're always threatening to kill the family. They hold the victim responsible for the family back home. And they feel shame. They're embarrassed that they've been duped. In this case, the entire village just ran around and raised this money. And so what will happen here is this girl, in, for instance, in Vietnam, you don't pick up the phone and call the police. You just don't. And in, the, in let's say, Riverside, California, you are not going to pick up the phone and call law enforcement. This girl is trapped, and she's deep into shame. She's probably a virgin. Certainly, from a predator standpoint, they'll get more money for that. But this girl is trapped. Now, here's what I want you to understand. She's a fine, young lady. Her entire family participated in the ruse. Her entire village participated in the ruse. And she's never going to have her dreams come true. And now she is being violated over and over and over. And now she is afraid that her entire family will be violated if she doesn't perform. That is a huge issue, a huge load for a girl who is now trapped here. But for all of us that have these prejudices, here's what I want you to understand. This girl came into the United States legally. She never intended to be a prostitute. She had all the hopes and dreams that our kids have. And she was duped. And she is trapped. And, you know, they all think that there's going to be a job waiting for them. Now, in most of these cases, there's another woman involved. And this is something that we have to get over and understand and start to educate other people. So in the next section, I'm going to talk about a big case that broke last week and the week before in Southern California, and it is involving an Asian sex trafficking ring, and it was run by Asian women and Asian men, and it was a huge money-making operation. So stay with us. If you want to call in, it's 1-866-472-5788. We'll be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com Seduced, The Grooming of America's Teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers, will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. You count. Tune into Interrevolutionary Radio and join the spontaneous wave of people all over the planet who, like you, are changing our world from the inside out. Follow the movement. Meet guests who are shaking things up. Call in and gain insights and courage to empower your own voice. Large or small, your part counts. So join us. Co-hosted by Beth Green and James Maynard, Interrevolutionary Radio airs live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. 
the Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. Well, welcome back. We are talking about migrant trafficking here in the U.S. One of the things that I want to make very, very clear here is that a major portion of victims of migrant trafficking come into the United States legally. It's kind of an interesting thing. In California, one out of four of our cases are what we call foreign national related. For all of you overseas listeners, I should clarify, to be politically correct, we should be calling this foreign national trafficking. But most of us around the world understand that we're talking about illegal and legal migration, immigration. Maybe the term is documented or undocumented. But in more than most of the cases, and I believe the number is about 70%, the, in this case, the people come in legally. So we've had a big case in the last couple of weeks in Southern California that really caught my eye. And I re- this is the reason I wanted to do this particular show this week. Uh, the, the headline that I'm reading from, and by the way, people have asked, where do you see these cases? Are they posted on our website? Well, they are. If you go to exploitedcrimes.com, uh, you can see them on there. Actually, if you go to millionkids.org, also under the training section, you will see them posted on there. But it, the headline for this is, Far From Home, Human Trafficking Ring Causes Inhumane Existence. Now, actually, there have been many articles on this throughout Southern California. Uh, This case, what happened is it started in Ventura County. For those of you that don't know California, that's just north of Los Angeles. By the way, it's beautiful country. I love going up there. The beach is just beautiful. And hats off to these people that in law enforcement and the district attorney in Ventura County for starting this because what gets interesting here is Oftentimes when I speak, and as many of you know, I'm a public speaker on on human trafficking. I've trained thousands, tens of thousands of people and putting on uh, live presentations. And I'll often get a question on something like this about, uh, you know, ethnicity. And it is kind of a fascinating thing. If you do a breakdown of the ethnicities of the various trafficking rings, they're about even. Quite frankly, uh, each ethnicity, I think, thinks they're, they're being picked on. But there is as many Asian people that are being violated. If you look on Backpage, you will see a lot of Asian people. Backpage is a website where prostitutes are offered for sale and advertised. There are African Americans, there are Latinos, and there are Caucasian. There are many different races, and it seems like no one is safe. But what attracted me to this case is the fact that Ventura took on an Asian case. Because when you're going through Backpage and you're looking at the girls that are for sale, and many of these law enforcement get their cases because they do reverse stings off of Backpage or Craigslist or some of the other sites. When you look at the girl, one of the first things you try to do is determine her age and to see if she's underage. Well, you know... Asian girls, it's very difficult to tell how old they are. Asian guys, too, by the way, very deceptive. They hide their age very well. They're very fortunate. But that makes it very difficult in, in law enforcement to go after this. So let me talk about this case because this case was an Asian sex trafficking ring. It was actually ran by two people. Jerry Wang is one of them. Actually, there were actually three players on this. Um, but Jerry Wang is one of the main leaders. His sister was involved in the money laundering aspects of this. And then um, the, uh, Jerry Wang and the other one is a lady by the name of Hu. Hugh. Let's call her Hugh. Anyway, it's spelled H-U. Now, she's in essence the bottom girl, and they are uh, seem to be equal in their 
assignments, their power, their strength, the splitting of the money, they are the ring leaders. I want to take time to mention this because so often there is a woman, a strong woman leader behind many of these migrant rings. And that is, think about that from a victim point of view. They have other women out there recruiting you. In this case, there were 28 women that were lured from China with false promises of jobs and schools. So think about this. You're in China, and they're telling you, hey, you get to go to an American school. How cool is that? And Or maybe they're telling you, you're going to come over here and be a nurse. What is fascinating about this particular case that caught my attention is this is one big money laundering operation. What happened here is that it was unique in that Hugh ran the ring. In other words, this covered a nine-county area, including my county out here in Riverside County. And they would literally set up these girls in the various counties, and Hugh took all the calls. They had a central dispatch kind of program going on. And that is very, very unusual in these kinds of things. Usually what happens is you'll be broken up by, if you have a normal gang, like we've talked about on some of our gang shows, uh, you'll have pimps in each area. They'll set up the girls. They'll manage the girls locally. They may trade the girls, but they will set up the dates, set up the location. That isn't the case in this case. It was centrally dispatched by Hugh. And she set up the dates and uh, set up the uh, itinerary for the girls and the locations and the motels. So what was happening here was that Jerry Wang's sister was laundering the money. Now let me tell you how big this is, why it got my attention here. This money was laundered between 50 different bank accounts at nine different financial institutions. So I'm going to tell you there's a lot more than 28 victims here. I'm going to tell you that right off the bat because these girls were treated horribly. What, what happened here is that this indicated to me that there's a lot more predators because of the financial side of this. These law enforcement people actually brought in the Franchise Tax Board to be able to sort through the income earned that wasn't reported. This ring was bringing in millions of dollars that needed to be laundered, and so there are a lot more perpetrators and there are a lot more victims. They had a couple of junior players, looks like Kui and Z, were responsible for transporting the women between the different hotels. So that means that the women are being moved around. They're mobile. So I want you to understand that from a law enforcement point of view. You're in Ventura, and you have a couple of women you think are being violated and maybe a pimp. But these women are Chinese. They don't speak English. They come from a communist country. In many migrant cases, we can offer a T visa or, or a U visa. But that's not the case here because they're from Chinese. These people were forced to surrender their visas on, on uh, arrival, and most didn't speak English. So that means that if you're going to go out and rescue them, you need a translator with that particular uh, foreign language. These people are being controlled by people of their own ethnicity. I want you to think about what that means to a victim. If you're from China and they're from China, they are controlling you. You understand they have the power to harm your family back home, and they have the power to humiliate you. And they don't trust law enforcement in China, and they're not going to trust uh, law enforcement here. Once the girls were trapped, they were moved from motel to motel. Think about it. They don't know where they're at. They don't speak the language. They don't know who to trust. And they were forced to service clients from early morning to late at night. Many of the articles have suggested here that the women were forced to service up to 20 clients a day. That is absolutely inhumane. So it's not uncommon in these kinds of things for this to be ran by another woman. And so what would happen is that they didn't know who to trust. They didn't know where to turn. And many of these people here were violated not only by the predator, but by the customer And I want you to think about the impact of that. Here you are, you're forced to have sex with 20 customers a day, and you're forced to turn over all the money immediately. So you get a client who doesn't pay the bill. 
So you're virtually raped. And then you are severely punished by your predator for literally, literally stealing the money, the money that you never got. So this is really serious stuff. On top of it, the victims were victimized by debt bondage, and I really want people to understand what that means. We see this in case after case after case on this migrant trafficking. They're forced to do things that you and I would never, ever do. And then if you are allowed to keep any of the money at all, the first thing they do is they start to bill you. And that is what happened here. They were charged for their driver's services for being driven from motel to motel. They were charged for the cost of the motel room. They were charged for the cost of food. And sometimes they were charged even for the cost of their back page ad. So this is really a tragedy. Now, you and I are looking at this from different eyes. We see that and we go, you know, they don't speak English. I'm not sure what they're doing here. I really can't help them and like that. And one of the questions I always ask myself is, would I be willing to help? If I understood what was happening here, would I be willing to help? And it's a fascinating question because we don't always realize what is going on here. But what is amazing to me is that these people were making a huge amount of money, a huge amount of money selling every one of these Chinese women everywhere they could, and they are moving them around. How do you find it as law enforcement? How do you find that? You get a lead. You say, I think this Chinese girl's being trafficked. Really? You get leads on massage parlors. I'm not sure those girls are there willingly. How do we break through that barrier, that language barrier, that cultural barrier, that kind of fear, that willingness to look the other way? I am so proud, so proud of Ventura Law Enforcement for taking this on. Somebody reported, and they broke through all the barriers. And once they pulled that string, they realized they're unwiring an entire sex ring and a huge one. If you have 50 bank accounts in nine different financial institutions, do you realize that these women are being violated and that money is most likely going back to the Chinese drug cartel? We do a lot of talking about the Mexican drug cartel, but there are Chinese, there are Japanese, there are Colombian drug cartels. And this money is most likely going back to them. So it's a complex problem. I'm not, I'm not going to uh, dismiss that in any way. It is a complex problem. When we see people who don't speak our language, they're here in our country, we automatically look at them. But I'm very proud of this law enforcement agency, and I'm very proud of all the ones that supported them, including my own, and that is Riverside County Anti-Human Trafficking Task Force. So the next section, we are going to look at a case that is involving migrant trafficking from people from South America and Latin America. So stay with us at the break. We'll be right back, and we'll pick up where this ended here, and we'll talk about Mexican trafficking. Thank you much. Talk to you in a minute. Take care. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Seduced The Grooming of America's Teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, 
chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips is an insider's glimpse at a life from a psychological perspective. It's a look at what matters to us. Why do we laugh? How do we cope with stress? Are men and women really that different? What is it about our relationships? How are they formed? How they work out? And why they sometimes don't? Every week is something new to engage you. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll turn up your perspective on life. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. listening to exploited crimes against humanity if you have a question or comment please send an email to opal at millionkids.org that's o-p-a-l at millionkids.org now back to exploited crimes against humanity here again is opal singleton well hello and welcome back we are talking about immigration both legal and illegal, documented or undocumented, determining on the words you want to use. We are talking about a case that happened in New York with Asian girls. Now, we had just the previous hour talked about, or half hour, and talked about what was going on out in Ventura. Well, the case in New York was different. In Ventura, what they were doing was recruiting foreign national uh, people from China, bringing them in, taking their passports, and then putting them out into prostitution. Now, these girls thought they were coming in for legitimate jobs. They had no idea this was about to happen to them. They were thinking they were going to go to school or they were going to be nurses or that kind of thing. In the case here, having the headline is details released on New York City to Lawrence Human Trafficking Ring, what is happening in this case is that they are ticking on girls that are already here and already forced into prostitution. And this is the first time I've actually seen this MO, quite frankly. It's quite a bit different than what I've seen before. Uh, this, this particular ring, what they would do is they would surf through the sites called Backpage. And uh, there, were, there was an American man named Kevin Jasper and a, it looks like Chinese lady by the last name of Chen. And they would go on to Backpage. Now, that Backpage.com is where prostitutes are advertised. It's also where law enforcement trolls through and does reverse stings. So before you go racing out there to think you're going to use it, you should know that there's a high likelihood you could end up with law enforcement. In this case, what they would do is they'd go through and find the Asian women already being recruited or being offered out for sex. And then they would go in, set up their own reverse sting. They would set up their own appointment with them and then force them into becoming a prostitute for this ring. So this is the first time that I've seen Backpage used as a sex ring to recruit. It doesn't say who they work for or how the pimp took um, losing is stable. I mean, I'm thinking Chinese cartel here because if you just go in and take a girl from her pimp, you're probably looking at some sort of conflict going on and it can get quite violent. The women, once they were taken out, they were put in hotel rooms and they were made to stay in these entire room, excuse me, in the room for the entire week. Now, I want you to think about this because we've just moved in from commercial violation of women. In other words, what was happening out here in California is the Asian women were put in hotels and they were set up with the public to go in and and uh, set up a date and have sex for 
for cash or for uh, money. What is happening here is they're put in this hotel room and they're set up with what looks like to me other migrants because the MO is quite different in this. The men would come to the motel room and stay for 10 to 15 minutes at a time. That is not your normal prostitution MO. So this tells me that they are really playing out to a gang or a drug cartel or somebody who is controlling other migrants. The women or multiple women who stayed in the hotel would be taken away and replaced with new women every week. Now, that's telling me that this is a large-scale ring because this is just from New York to New Jersey. And so where are the women being replaced? They're going off someplace else. When they happened to arrest them, they found three women in the back of the car. Now, there's a lot being, that's not being said here that we need to talk about. The fact that there are many women beyond these victims because they're rotating out the victims and they're rotating passports for the women. So normally in commercial sex, you're going to, a commercial sex buyer, you're going to have at least a 30-minute gig. In this case, they're paying for 15 minutes. And they're, service to serve, uh, they're forced to service the client every 15 to 20 minutes. That means that they're often servicing as many as 20 to 25 to 30 men a day. So this is a huge money operation, and it's a brutal operation for the victim. You don't ever psychologically recover from this. Now, I don't believe for a second that the women were being traded out, were getting time off. So something is going on here. On top of it, it is happening at the Red Roof Inn. Now, let me get this straight. You're at a motel, and you see a new guy come in every 15 minutes, and you don't notice it? You cannot tell me the management is not complicit in this. They're going to know exactly what's happening. Besides that, I can guarantee you somebody is guarding the door. We, uh, we talked about a case a couple of weeks ago where the, uh, literally the predator stood guard over the woman with a gun while the, the um, sex buyer had sex with them. What does that tell you? That doesn't tell you this is pretty woman. Okay, that some, you know, white-collar executive comes in and, and, you know, sleeps with Julie Roberts. That doesn't tell you that. This is a different kind of deal here. And this tells me that whoever is paying for the sex every 15 minutes and somebody's guarding the door knows exactly what they're doing. So what is happening here? Are these people who are buying the sex, are they complicit? Or are they also people who are being held in this kind of thing? It's, a, it's an interesting case because of the way this whole thing was run. Again, it was run by another woman, this woman named Chen. And she would book the rooms with her credit card and handle the money. What I want you to see here is there's different kinds of sex trafficking that goes on that we need to be able to recognize. Now, you and I probably walking down the street won't recognize what this is and that this is a sex trafficking ring. We probably won't understand that. But if you're connected to a hotel and you are seeing people who are coming in and going out every 15 minutes and you see a man standing around there guarding that door, that gives you a hint right there. And I'm going to tell you, we need to train motel operators to report And we need to keep an eye out for these kinds of things. This kind of situation will often tell ourselves, hey, this doesn't have anything to do with me. In the case that I'm going to talk about in the next break, one of the things that we saw is this took place in a home brothel. And literally little kids were playing outside. And they would stand around and they would see, you know, upwards of 30 men going in and coming out a day. And nobody bothered to report this. And you say to yourself, how can we turn another, how can we turn away? Just because they're not somebody we're familiar with, just because they're not of our ethnicity, maybe their English is broken. We need to understand the plight they're in. Because what will often happen here is these people are lured in and they are brought in legally. Put yourself in their shoes, you know. You're in a foreign country and somebody comes up to you and says, hey, I can give you the dream of a lifetime. 
who isn't going to go for that? You know, who isn't going to start with that? And then when they get here, the whole thing turns into a nightmare. Can you even imagine being a young girl or a woman or a man? Believe it or not, men on a regular basis get trapped in this. So we're going to take a hard break here. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Seduced, The Grooming of America's Teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers, will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. Well, thanks for staying with us. This week we are talking about migrant trafficking and migrant exploitation and how it happens, whether it's legal or illegal, whether the people realize what they were getting into. And and I can tell you that in 99% of these cases, had they ever had an understanding where they were headed, they would not have made the decisions they made. But this often happens because when they're recruited back home, they're often recruited by someone they trust especially in the case of women in sex trafficking, a large portion of these literally involve another woman. Sometimes it's a family member. Sometimes it's a relative. Or maybe they're desperate to get out of their own country, such as countries such as Jordan that you're seeing, um, Syria, uh, Turkey, like that, where they're trapped, where they've lost everything. But a lot of these, like in Latin America, South America, what will happen is that they're looking for a dream. They're looking to be free of gangs, and they're looking for the American dream, and they come up here. And so one of the cases I want to share with you, I want to kind of switch over a little bit. We've been talking about sex trafficking, and sex trafficking that is really vile, but not enough information is out there on labor trafficking and how this often will work. I want to share with you a couple of examples. For instance, one of the common ones is from Philippines. And what will happen there, and and one of the things I, I want you to start to notice here is that people are exploited by their own ethnicity. In other words, these are not, you know, white business Caucasian males that are going to foreign countries in most cases and exploiting these people. They're often exploited by their own ethnicity, and sometimes they're exploited by people they know right there in their community or someone who purports to be a relative or a friend, and that makes it difficult. Let's say you're from Philippines, and a recruiter or some family friend says, hey, you're a nurse. I can get you a job in the United States working in a care home as a nurse. You're only making 10000 now. You can make 60000 Nurses in America make $60,000. And so what happens is you set about, now, 
to begin to rearrange your life to come to get that big money. You will often pay that recruiter five, ten, eight thousand dollars, whatever it is. For you folks overseas, that is a huge, huge flag. Almost never in the United States do you ever pay to get a job. That is absolutely fraudulent. You know, right then and there that you have a recruiter who is about to take advantage of you. It is illegal in the United States to literally pay a foreign recruiter for a job. But, of course, that payment is taking place in their own country. And so, therefore, it's very difficult to prosecute. But they will come to you. Let's say you're a a Filipino nurse. They will come to you and say, hey, we can get you a job. And what they'll do is place you in America in what we call a six-pack home. This is a care home that is run in a residential environment, a a house, if you will. And the reason they call it six-pack is they have six uh, patients, six clients. And what will happen on that, and the reason why they do this, by the way, uh, for those of you that don't, don't aren't familiar with our our system here is that if you run a care home that only has six people in it, you're not as regulated. You don't get as much scrutiny. People aren't looking at them as close as far as regulation. So they'll bring you over here and they start to put you in as a caregiver in one of these small home-based kind of care homes. And I've been in some of these myself, and it's an interesting thing. I've seen some of these cases. They'll say, you know what, I was forced to sleep on the floor next to the patient. I often worked 18 hours a day, sometimes 20. I wasn't allowed to eat with any of the uh, patients or any of the other people. And they took my passport. They would often threaten my family. And so that, you know, I was afraid. I was afraid because they negotiated with me and my family. And this is the kind of thing that will happen. But here's the clicker, the, the quencher the, at the end. When you get paid, let's say that you think you're going to get a paycheck for $600, you may find out that it's only $40 because they're saying, no, no, we have to charge you for room and board. And by the way, you owe us some more fee for getting you this job. That word is called debt bondage. Debt, D-E-B-T, debt bondage. And that means that you will never, ever get out of debt. So I want to talk a minute about how this worked out. I'm going to switch over a minute here and talk about how young men coming up from Guatemala were violated and got caught in this kind of thing. Now, these are what we call border kids. These are kids that are trying to escape the poverty and the violence in their own home, in their own country, and come to America. These kids, some of them were 14 and 15 years old. They appear to be all males. The headline on this is leader of human trafficking organization sentenced to over 15 years for exploiting Guatemala migrants at Ohio Egg Farm. This was one of the perpetrators was Serrano, and the other one was a woman, again, Anna Pedro. And what happened here is she recruited these victims. Now, she was, he and she were involved in recruiting these victims. They promised them good jobs and a chance to attend school in the United States. They were smuggled and transported in, and when they got here, they were taken off to a trailer park in Marion, Ohio, They never did get to attend school. There, they were forced to live in dilapidated trailers and to work all day long at Trillium Farms, up to 12 hours a day for minimal amounts of money. They were forced to clean the chicken coops, load and unload the crates of chickens. They were forced to de-beak chickens. What do I mean by de-beak? They took the beaks off of chickens. Can you imagine anything more horrendous about that? More, I mean, I can't even imagine doing that all day long. And they were forced to vaccinate vaccinate the chickens. There were eight minors and two adults that were victims in this thing. There were two main perpetrators. So what happened here is that when they got to court, the woman falsely represented herself to government officials as a family friend of the minor victims. And that's how she got them released into her custody. Do you get the problem with our system with the border deal? Because our law is now saying if you get here, you can stay if you're under 18, 
and we're going to connect you to family members. We know for a fact that many of these people are being connected, are being absolutely placed in conditions that where they're being violated. Most of these kids were vulnerable. They had dreams, and their dreams turned to a nightmare. They were forced to work around the clock, and they got no pay. Actually, what happened is that these perpetrators preyed on the hopes and the dreams of, the, of not only the victims, but the victims' parents. And this is how it happens. I'm probably not going to get clear to this other um, story today. It was, uh, I've talked about it in the past, where 15 were arrested in a human trafficking ring. It is the same kind of thing that is happening there. In this case, these are women who were in their 20s and 30s, and they trusted family members, and they were brought up here, and they were sold into a human trafficking ring out of Florida and moved around. Here's what I want you to understand about human trafficking and migrant trafficking. The victims never, ever once understood what was about to happen to them. Number two, they are afraid once they get here, they are being controlled by uh, cartels, and they are treated absolutely vile. So it's really, really a scary thing. We ask you to look around. The reporting number is one 888 If you see this kind of thing, be sure and let us know. Call somebody, one 888 We need you to stand up for these people. So next week, we are going to be talking about victims and how to help victims and the psychological impact on victims and literally the physical needs and the psychological needs. We're going to have a couple of guests join us. It'll be the Jen and Gwen show as Jen Osgood and Gwen Adams joins us to talk about the needs of victims. Until then, we ask you to stay safe. Be sure and follow us and share it with everybody you know. You can always contact me, Opal, at Million Kids to archive the show. We thank you for coming along with us in this fight and helping us stand up against predators. More important, helping us to defend the victim. We'll see you next week. Take care. Thank you for tuning in this week to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Please join your host, Opal Singleton, for another edition next Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll have another important discussion next week.